Hey guys, welcome to the Wild PPC Bunch podcast. My name is Lazar and I'm a PPC nerd. I have over 10 years of experience in online advertising and currently I'm the owner of the growing Amazon advertising agency called Sellers Alley. And I'm Brent, the owner of AMZ Pathfinder. I started this company five years ago and we've been working in online advertising since 2013. Every week we will spend around 30 minutes covering one topic and it will get nerdy, I promise. We'll prepare a topic covering everything from PPC basics, in-depth strategy, and current trends. One thing's for sure, you won't be bored and you will hear insights, tactics, and ideas straight from two experienced agency owners. So strap in for the ride and enjoy. Hey guys, we have a really special guest today, one of the first Wild PPC Bunch members, Sean Smith. Hey, Sean. Hey, what's going on, Lazar? Uh, thank you for having me, man. This is super awesome. <laughs> I don't know. And <laughs> I'm honored to be the first guest. I didn't right. know I was the first guest, but it's actually like hearing that is really cool. So, so thanks for telling me that I'm the first guest because it makes me feel yep. special. <laughs> um, when we put up the episode, we're going to put on there like feet, like with a, with a period, like they do on rap albums, like feet, song, Sean Smith. Yeah. <laughs> We can auto-tune the uh, the whole thing. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if we need to, man. You got such a good voice already. I think I think you're set. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> up. imagine so, that. Like, I I don't know if you know the team and everything that we have. Like, like we have literally everything from dinosaurs to cars, rockets, like Vikings, Miami, Miami Knights. <laughs> song <laughs> trust me man I've, I've been to the website and i was like man this is really cool like just set up i love it man i don't know man i was, yeah, sean was definitely into it, it was definitely i was into super it. into it and did you see the deep comment i put on the post <laughs> oh really I, like, I think that's when you reached out to me man i like i totally like deep commented uh that post you originally tagged me in because i couldn't get to it and i'm a huge like i gotta you know you do everything like you know I, and so i went back to it like a month later and was like Thanks for concluding me, blah, blah, blah. And then Lassar was like, hey, you want to... <laughs> ah, nicely done. Well played, well played. So, so Sean, give us a little bit of background about who you are, where you're from, what you're all about. Sure. So, uh, Sean Smith, uh, I've been doing PPC for about four and a half years now, Amazon advertising. Uh, I know Brent from way back in the day, man, back when, uh, you know, just wasn't as popular as it is today. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I own a company, ppcamsaccelerator.com. And within that, I do, I have a training program for PPC. Um, I have a couple clients that I work with that I've been with for a few years now. And then also have like software, which is in the training program as well. So, um, yeah, man, I love Amazon advertising. It's changed my life. It's just changed how I view the world. And, uh, you know, I think I feel like I'm a better human for it. So that's that. I think that's a good summary of who I am. Nice. And you're based out of Chicago, right? Or uh, the city proper or one of the suburbs nearby? Down, I'm in smack dab in the middle of downtown Chicago. That's I, can right. see I that. think I've seen that skyline view from a video call with you in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Magnificent mile looking right at it. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, one question I have, like, you know, we're going to do some interview style, but of course, as is the nature of our, of our podcast here, you know, Lazar and I always end up on some side routes and down some little alleyways talking about this, that, and the other thing. Um, but you know, how many students do you have these days? If you can share, you know, a rough number and yeah, you know, yeah, let me, uh, so yeah, for my program, I'm going to pull it up real quick. 
in the group, I'm going to give you a rough estimate because we have people who join that have like employees and things like that. So sure. I would say right now we've got, where is it at? Pull it up. Okay. So the group has 267 members. We'll just say like wow. 210 of those are students. ish. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, over the past, you know, started the program of about two and a half years ago, I think. And so we've got about 210 members and that's a mix of, you know, ranges like this, you know, the smallest account that's joined us is about 10K a month. And then the largest account that's joined us is about 7 million a month. And uh, we also have like consultants and agencies as well. So we get a, it's, it's a good, like, uh, it's a good aggregation of different thoughts in the Amazon advertising world. Yeah, a lot of different perspectives mixed in there. Um, and that's incredible. The range of 10K to 7 million. I mean, that's, that's a considerable size business. Um, and interesting that those people all get something from the program and perhaps the network too. Um, also, people I know, uh, maybe Aaron comes to mind as someone who's a student of yours, so also as an agency consultant um, owner. Uh, maybe there's some others I, I know, but can't think of off the top of my head. So yeah, it sounds like it's been pretty well received. I do remember back in the day, so to speak, when you switched to doing this course and I told you at first, oh man, you're crazy. Why would you do that? So it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> not the only one who told me I was crazy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I gotta give you credit for that. So like, um, yeah, what, what, why, why was there a switch anyway? Because you would run an agency before that, and you know we had yeah. been talking on a on a basis before that yeah. about agency stuff. You told me, and I was like, whoa, that's revolutionary. Why would you do it? Yeah, so I would, dude. It's pretty simple. The reason I switched. To doing it, I do still have uh, a couple clients, legacy. I'll call them legacy clients that I've been with for years that I just love having. So I've got a few of those. But the reason we got into this was just simply because you know I I bought a program from my mentor, and um, at the end of one of his programs, he was like, "Hey, you know, you should switch uh, to this model for these reasons." And you know, I really resonated. He, you know. My mentor really took me... I really resonated well with how he approached business and really kind of developed an emotional relationship, even though I don't really know the guy. But I shared a lot of the viewpoints that he had through his training. And so, yeah, that was a pretty simple reason. I was just like, you know what? If he says we should do it and these are the reasons why, then let's try it and test it. And, you know, the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work. And so, you know, I was willing to take a risk. And, um, and that was just because my mentor who I, you know, kind of resonated with was like, let's do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Ah, very cool. Yeah. And I think you, you, yeah, you, you got through a course and that guy's name is like Sam something or something. Yeah, like that. yeah man. I'm sure every, a lot of people listening to this will know who he's Sam ovens. Yeah. He's pretty well known in the, in the space. Uh, I feel in the internet kind of world. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, and I think it's really great that, like as you mentioned, like there's a whole specter of different clients and different sizes of, of of sellers that are getting a value from from your course. That that's really really awesome. So, like one of the questions that that to be honest, Brand put in the sheet is basically, uh, what's the usual thing that you find uh, while working with with student accounts these days? Sure. Uh, you know, I would say really like the big ones that we're seeing really good re- results with and returns with as just an advertising, uh, just from a, a cost standpoint is sponsored brands video and, uh, sponsored display product targeting. And in terms of volume, you know, sponsored display product targeting is generating very, very small volume. 
but it's, it's pretty efficient. And I'm hoping Amazon makes more traffic available over time, which I think they will. And so having these seeds planted right now will hopefully uh, yield more traffic in the future because there are 10 ad placements, which I was pretty impressed with. And I was surprised at how little traffic they get for the amount of ad placements they have. So I'm hoping in the future they roll out more availability, maybe from their, uh, you know, their DSP inventory, things like that. And then with sponsored brands video, I mean, those are just really efficient, man. Um, they, they tend to have a bigger share of traffic and sales. We're seeing like 10 to 15, well, around 10% of PVC sales comes from sponsored brands video, which is pretty significant, roughly for us. And ACOS is really good. So I'd say those are the two big ones recently that a lot of people have getting a lot of value from. And then also another thing that popped up was just um, how people are launching these days with PPC. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with my students and they kind of are like, Hey, Sean, how do I launch for PPC? And then they'll come and bring me ideas and they'll test those ideas. And then they'll get results that change how I view it. And so we've kind of another thing that's working well is like, for example, not running auto campaigns for PPC launches and focusing on more targeted keywords and uh, focusing on like product using product targeting, um, a smaller set of keywords that are super relevant. Obviously, I recommend you taking those same keywords doing sponsored brands video if possible and sponsor display product targeting. But I think that those three would be sponsored brands video, sponsored display targeting, and then launching methodology. Those are kind of the big three that I think we've been kind of discussing these days. That's really That's cool. I know that, that Brent and me talked about automatic campaigns recently. Like we had an episode about automatic campaigns and like, should you have them during your launches? And like, what's the purpose of having automatic campaigns? And like, should you run them indefinitely and so on? So it's definitely good to hear some other perspective, how you should use automatic campaigns and if you should use them during your product launches. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on it? I'm curious. Well, I don't know, like we, we use them as a safety nets. I know that there are people that like those nickel campaigns, like with a couple of cents uh, as a bid. Gotcha. We try yeah. them, they, they, they are getting pretty good acres, but overall they're not making huge amount of sales. They're not going to make you millionaires, but usually for us, there are, sa- there are safety nets. We use them from the beginning and until the end. And basically they're there for harvesting. Like yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure Brent thinks the same. Yeah, I'd say that they're no longer the primary effort you might use when doing a launch in particular because you're not guiding that spend very well, um, especially in the early days when the product or uh, small family of products hasn't been properly indexed for all the keywords that it probably should and hasn't had all the optimization that it will have in two, three months' time. Um, yeah. And I think that's like a pretty well, well, well understood best practice amongst kind of consultants or agencies that have really have their head in the game like us um, yep. and, and do the stuff like day to day and talk to clients on a weekly basis about it. And so good to hear kind of triangulate the opinion from you. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Sean, you mentioned is that sponsored display uh, product targeting, which is basically like, you know, DSP light or like DSP Fisher price version, you know, has the corners kind of rounded off. Um, <laughs> you know, you said that has 10, extra, 10 extra placements, extra, extra light. Yeah. So yeah. No options at all. Really. Um, you said it has 10 placements. That's interesting. You talk to someone at Amazon about the exact places that it shows up. 
No, no. When you when you go through the uh, when you create the campaign, it'll show you the the different ad placements. It's kind of like sponsored brands. It'll show you the ad placements. You, there's a drop down, and then right. um, from what I saw, you know, when you uh, you know when you're creating the campaign, you'll scroll down, and before you launch it, it'll say like uh, creative. You can't really you can't control the creative, but it'll show you the different placements. And I I went through it, and it's ten different placements, which is kind of a lot. Um, which I was like, that's pretty cool, man. Um, it's, it's more than I've seen with like, uh, I mean, inventory wise itself, you know, sponsored products has a lot more like general inventory, mm-hmm. the placements themselves seems like, you know, that, that sponsored display product target has a lot of those. So I'm hoping that more traffic becomes available to that. Good insight. Yeah. And that, that superseded a lot of the product display advertising placements we used to have. I think it's taken those over for the most part. It has, and it's eliminated. It, it, it's eliminated the. Uh, I think I don't know if PDAs. I mean, I'd have to go back, but I know really when when PDAs were huge, uh, you know, they were only available as product display ads. Like it was mainly under the buy box. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the ad placements mm-hmm. are for those if they've made those ten available for PDAs. Because I'm doing, I'm like you, we, you know, focusing on the SDPT uh, sponsor display product targeting because um, you don't have to do the creative either. Mm-hmm. At least for now, in the future, we'll probably get the option. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Great point. <laughs> yeah. So then let me hit you with a, like part two of that same question after Lazar hit you with part one. So what are some of the trends you see in student accounts? And these are not good or bad things, just trends. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, 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 really, the, the human race is going through an interesting time in general with uh, the, this coronavirus, right? It's really changed the economy. And... So that has been reflected in student accounts. And we've seen that some students have really just gotten better results because of it. And some students that, dude, it really like took them down, you know, (laughs) and it's created a whole new market. Um, You know, there's a new normal that exists with the masks and with the precautions that people are taking. And so that opens up a new sector uh, of like commerce for people. And so literally I'm working with brands that are uh, launching, you know, these PPE products and creating brands around it. And you know, these big some of these bigger brands that I work with, they have the resources to just deploy. And so um and they're getting a lot of traction. So it's really interesting. I think that's a big trend which, you know, uh, that we've seen with our with our accounts that like student accounts and that's really interesting. Uh, just to see how it's affected existing accounts and then how it's opened up a whole new market and how, you know, uh, for the foreseeable future, you know, we're having to take precautions that include products that we've never had to use before. And so that's a big one, man. That one's absolutely massive. And then, you know, a lot of people had issues with getting their products, uh, when, you know, borders were shut down and things like that. So we saw, you know, people having, you know, they weren't available for inventory. There were issues. There's still like Amazon's limiting inventory for some accounts if you don't have a certain inventory score. And these might not just be applicable to my students. I know maybe people are talking about this outside of it, but you know, these things affect my students as well. And this is what we talk about. And so, you know, that's a big one. And then they're, you know, going through the, the coronavirus, there's that long shipping uh time frame that people put on or Amazon put on their platform that right, caused right. huge issues for accounts. I mean, a costs just tanked. And so that those are kind of some of the trends we're seeing across the board. I know those are more related to what's happening, but I feel like it's just so impactful that um, it's just 
wild, man. It, 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 I don't know. It's such a phenomenon, man. Um, yeah, that's a big one. And then uh, another thing is like, I would say like, can, since we're getting past some, some of those accounts that really benefited from the, the coronavirus, like their, their uh, sales abnormally increased. Well, after things kind of opened up, their sales, you know, went back to where they were. And I think psychologically, that's a huge adjustment for them because their, you know, their ACOS isn't as good as it used to be. Um, the volume itself isn't as good as it used to be. And so they're having to deal with the psychology of a transition to normalcy when they were like really enjoying the fruits of like what happened during kind of like the quarantine when things were shut down. And so we've, we've had to troubleshoot through that as well and just kind of discuss, Hey, you know, like this is what the normal account looks like. I know we're dealing with, you know, it's going back down. I know you spiked up during this time, but now that we level off, we have to adjust to, to where we need to be now. So those are kind of the big ones I think that I'm seeing. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> is it too much? Is it too much? No, no. It's like a couple of converging factors that, you know, we're all dealing with in some fashion. I really liked your last one about how things come back down to normal. Uh, because I think some people, they get used to that high of, uh, oh, our sales are up 40% year over year. And I never thought that April would look like this. And then the reality is now in late August into September, like, Okay, well, we're not a quarter four yet. Uh, Prime day is like soon-ish, but it's not now. So where are we? We're in this weird desert. Um, so yeah, Dude, and on top, yeah, and on top of that, like if you you signed a client during coronavirus, right, and everything is going good, and then after coronavirus doesn't do well, you know, because I work with consultants and agency owners, you know, they might, uh, you know, the business owner might That's sit down with them. Look, what do you? What's going on here? You know, our sales aren't as good as they used to be. You know, but the business owner themselves, this is where just business acumen and being the, the CEO or the executive of your company, you have to be able to see things kind of clearly. And so uh, when you're working with, uh, you have to look at all the variables, no matter what, like it's, you know, sometimes it, things get cloudy um, in general, judgment gets cloudy and it's not a bad thing. It's a human, uh, it's just a human thing, but being able to be like, okay, we get it. Like we signed you during this time when everything was doing well and now it's not doing well. We can't, you know, be like, hey, it's it's anyone else's uh, performance that's causing these issues. Uh, I think that's one as well. Or people signing people uh, because their account is not as well, and they they want you know service providers to really help them or, or things like that. That's another thing that we've kind of been discussing as well, or I've I've had conversations about. Yeah, got it. Cool. So Brent, are we going to, to like continue with the list of questions because we have a whole bunch of them? Well, I mean, it depends what you want to do. I, I wanted to hit Sean with a couple more. Do you, do you want to send him the next one here? Uh, I mean, he can see the yeah, talk too, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I, I wouldn't mind. Like one of the, one of the things that people usually ask is keyword ranking yeah. and how is it affected by, by PPC? Oh man, that's a really good question, man. Um, dude, this is another one we have a lot of conversations about. <laughs> okay, so um, and I'd love to hear what you guys think if if you guys corroborate what I what we've seen. But mm -hmm. um, just to get your insight as well, because you guys are in this as much as I am. So what we're seeing is that just in general, like things just aren't effective as they used to be. Um, because a few, I would take the two biggest variables are the um, the maturation of technology itself, like Amazon's algorithm and things like that, and then the maturation of the market. 
Uh, is maturation a word? I, did I make that up? Ask word. Mature. Like yeah, I'm yeah. Serbian. I, I'm not the right person to ask, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask I just word. know it from the world of scotch <laughs> and whiskey. So yes, it's a word. <laughs> it's go. a word. All right, cool. I was like, did I just make this thing? I was like, dude, I was like, I was just using like what, you know, mature plus Asian, you know? <laughs> like, all right, cool. So maturation, by the way, word of the day, you know, <laughs> dictionary.com, word of the day. So, um, so, th- so that, that being said, like, yeah, keyword rank can be boosted uh, from intentional, careful deployment of ad spend. But uh, you have to take into consideration the competitive landscape. And I mean, this is kind of like something that a lot of have, people have been saying for a long time, but it still holds true that your performance, your performance in rank is it's it's a relative metric. You know everything. You know, I mean, most everything follows relativity, right? It's things are relative. It's you know, like a mountain to someone is small, like to a giant is different than a mountain to a human, right? So, like, what I mean is that if you're in a really competitive market and you don't have a lot of reviews or um, or sales volume, then Amazon's going to look at you and compare you to everybody else, and so. Even if you spend a lot of money on advertising, if you're not, if you don't have the number of reviews and the star rating and things like that, you don't get the rank uh, that you would if you had the reviews and star rating. So that one holds up for uh, at least what we've seen for a while now. Um, I'm trying to think. I know uh, I've talked to a few people about like branding and making sure you have a store. And listings, and I think Amazon is becoming more uh, brand centric. And so, having A plus content and having videos on your listings, things like that, help with uh, conversion rate. And so, I mean, it's it's a tough one, but keyword rank can be boosted from intentional. I think it just kind of boils down to how well well your listing is optimized in terms of yeah. like organic uh, indexation, the, the the videos and images and all that stuff. But then also how you are relative to the market. It, 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 it's like, but I will say, ah, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of like what it is. I'm in my head. I'm like, I have all these scenarios, but like, I don't want to <laughs> like, cause like there are other things that can happen. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep it there, man. What do you guys think? Is that yes. so, so your, your answer is true or yes, basically? Yeah. Yes. Since you mentioned storefronts, have you seen like, I, I saw somewhere that like huge brands are getting logos. In a search for a storefront like Adidas or somebody like mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. brand like that, like when you when you search for Adidas, you you can see in, in search results like in a drop down, you can see like small logo of Adidas and their storefront there. So you, when you click on it, you just go to the storefront right away, which is kind of kind of awesome thing. And hopefully, we're gonna see that for other brands brands as well, not just for the huge ones. And like yeah, one of the things, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw like a, someone screenshot that on Facebook or something and it popped up and it was an Adidas one. I think we saw the same one, man. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, been making the rounds for good reason. I mean, that's very exciting because not only do we see that occasionally in search results, but now in the auto suggest box, I mean, that's like a really high visibility and it stands out very clearly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, that one small little logo. Yeah, it does stand out. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah, definitely bullish on storefronts. Um, yeah, to, to like go to the question though, keyword rank boosted from ad spend, I would say yes as well. And you know, it depends on how well that listing is oriented towards the keyword and, you know, conversion rate, I think, and 
consistency of, of ad dollars is probably more important. Time was when you could just pour money into it back in the day, but I don't think that works anymore. You know, we, you know, I will say these students are really good at like creating like product research and listing optimization, but our, we have some students that only launch with PPC still, um, only using advertising. Um, actually one of our biggest students, uh, in the program, he only launches with PPC still to this day. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of people, there's like a trend. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but like people are saying, you've got to like do search, find buys and all these different things. But I think it depends on the business itself. Cause I used to think like, Hey, like it's getting more complex. You need all these different traffic sources and stuff. But after talking to some of my students, I think it just really depends on how they do product research, listing, all that stuff. We're going to do some A-B tests soon. Like uh, for one client, he's going to launch one product with search, find, buy and other stuff and the other product without anything apart, like just PPC. So we're going to see like how, how he's going to, to end. But to be honest, still after that, it's just going to be one test, like with two products. We'll probably need to test a bit more in the future. I know that those kinds of tests are super expensive. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you don't want to test that kind of stuff. Well, one thing that I would like to add there when it comes to keyword ranking and so on with PPC, um, what we found in our agency is basically that uh, if your CTR and conversion rate are lower than the niche average, you're basically affecting negatively with PPC. Oh, cool. So CTR and conversion rate lower than the, yeah. the niche average, like category average? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we cannot prove it, like to be honest, because obviously we don't have all of the information, like things that we can see from brand analytics and that kind of stuff. Right. Oh, that's cool, right. man. Yeah, it's more triangulating from other accounts or other, uh, other products in the same area, but even that's a pretty small set. Yeah, dude, honestly, it's, it's hard to run like strong scientific studies on things in PPC because it's so expensive and time consuming. Like I feel like most of my stuff is observational, you know, just time in the, in the, in the weeds pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Do you want to buzz through some more of these, uh, Sean? Do you have, uh, or Lazar, should we, uh, should we jump into the next one? I think we should jump to the next one since we're pretty low on time. Like, we're already at 25th minute. I'm not really sure oh, if you're okay. aware of it. <laughs> no, I'm not keeping too close track. Well, let's, let's combine this then. And, um, you know, to, let's make it like a double question. So, yeah. Sean, how do you keep up to date with what's going on in the Amazon ad world? Maybe you could just reference some features and groups and things you're a part of. Um, uh, see what kind of overlap we got. And the other one is, what features do you think will be made available? Not those that are on your wish list, but those that you think will actually be made available Thanks to Amazon in the next, let's say, six to 12 months. Cool. So the first question, how do you keep up to date on what's going on? I'll be honest, my, um, I would say just, I still spend time in accounts, you know, uh, the way that Amazon generally rolls out features and I have a developer, so he keeps me up to date on API stuff. Um, and we were in the JIRA for the development. So like, I would mm-hmm. say like my sources are my team um, and my students pretty much. And my clients, those are kind of like my three main sources, to be honest. Um, that's kind of how I keep what's up, what's up to date. Like Amazon, I'm on their, since I'm in DSP and I'm in the API, I get a lot of like email updates from Amazon on stuff. So that's one. And then the other one is just talking to students and being in campaign manager because uh, campaign manager is like the greatest source to keep up because Amazon rolls out features in campaign manager first. Um, Good example, sponsored brands video, right? Like they rolled that out in campaign manager before API or bulk. 
Yeah, sure um, did. I mean, only recently we've been able to pull the data out of there correctly for API to get it into our reporting stuff. Yeah, it's happened just in the past couple weeks. Yeah, exactly, man. So that campaign manager, I used to be very like bullish on just stay in the bulk files or stay in the <laughs> software, but really campaign manager, man, spending some time there and and making sure that you check up on it every once in a while because Amazon doesn't alert you about features. That's for sure. I really wish they would like have just a little box, you know, a little box with like one sentence that just pops up. Hey, here's a new feature. That would be so nice. When I logged in just one time and then there's a little button that says, I got it. And I click on it. <laughs> or that thank would you, be, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that small staple from in, in Word? Like that, that's one with like s- small message and you click on it. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With a small Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeff version of Clippy. I love it. Okay, yeah. That, maybe that should be That's on our... That's funny, uh, dude. That's yeah, funny. It should be on our list of things to send to Amazon. We, we can send a Jeff email. I'll update that. Get that, yeah. get that set up. Yeah. <laughs> that would be He's, really awesome. <laughs> I feel like Jeff is so avatar friendly. I'm going to be honest. So I think it'd be easy to get that one rolled. You're right. You're right. It really is. He's an avatar yeah. friend. He's a bald head. Man. Like, s- s- since our new, new features, he's going to have his sunglasses there. So he, he looked more badass. That's really <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Whole Foods, uh, the Whole Foods <laughs> picture that went viral with the, with the blow up in the background and the, and the arms, <laughs> the Bezos arms. Yeah. That one, that would be amazing. <laughs> we should put that in the show notes or something on there to uh, fill, fill in people on what the heck that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope people know what that is because I remember that. Dude. I, I was pretty impressed. I was like, Jeff, whoa, you doing, bro? He's got some. He's got some spare time and money, I guess, to throw around. So he's not, you know, too fussed about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then, it's interesting to see like how many uh, entrepreneurs after like they feel like that that they did something really good w- with their work they focus on their health and like at the beginning of their career you can see like everybody's super fat and everything like they're not taking care <laughs> of their, their health. Dude, I did it. I did that same thing. <laughs> I followed the trend, Lazar. There's another data point. <laughs> see, I'm with a meal at this point. Like I lost ten kilos now. <laughs> oh, you work with Emil? Yeah, yeah, dude, he's a great guy, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Calls with him. He's he's a really cool dude. Actually, uh, a question related to Emil, Sean. Do you? This is a bit off topic for PPC. Apologies, <laughs> but you have an aura ring, one of those like sleep trackers. Dude, I've had an aura ring for. A, I had an aura ring before. Any most people had an aura ring. I've had oh, it for okay. a really long time. Yeah, I, it's a game changer for me. So this kind of goes into the metrics and data part of uh, Sean here. But you know, similar to PPC, you're tracking your sleep data and everything, and keeping track of that. Huh? Oh, that's a whole nother episode, man. I, I've literally <laughs> taken the so these things be with tables. <laughs> yeah, so I basically took the mental. Uh, the mental framework that I had to use for Amazon advertising. And I said to myself, man, this framework really helped me achieve certain financial goals that I had never dreamed of in my life and certain travel and things like that. So I was like, man, what if I applied that to other things? And so, yeah, I have like spreadsheets where I track my weight and um, I have like, I track all my, you know, and I take notes and yeah. So I definitely took the, 
meth- the framework, the mental framework that a- Amazon advertising taught me and applied it to other areas of my life for sure, man. And I love it, dude. It's so cool. Cause like, dude, like it's so cool. Cause like when you put it in like a spreadsheet or like you track it, when you see <laughs> the changes over a long time, you're like, whoa, this is cool, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it's so cool, dude. Love it. Yeah, you, you got me. You got me feeling like I need to grab one of those things now. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about it, but either way, it's dude. It's it's fun, man. You're just like, wow. Like, look at my trend. Like, yeah, dude. It's kind of like when you see a PPC account. Like, I've been with like a brand where we started off real small and now we're real huge. And just to be a part of the transformation and have the data over time and look at it, be like, wow, look at where we were and look at where we are now. And I'm just like, oh, dude. This is crazy, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that instills a real sense of like accomplishment over time, and and that's maybe that's one of the things that we find personally gratifying about uh, paid advertising work is that progression. Yeah, dude, it's really cool when you work with like fast growing brands and stuff, and you see where they go, or you're part of the transformation. It's really cool, man. You guys can share it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, take it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. All right. Well, we might be coming. Oh up yeah, on yeah. The second. Here. Oh yeah. My bad. The second question. <laughs> Hold on. We got. Okay, we're good. Um, what's the uh, in next six to twelve months? Um, what features do I think will need? That's a hard one, man. Amazon. Just the reason I say it's hard is because you know when they rolled out some of the features that they rolled out, they just kind of blindsided me. Like I didn't expect them, and so you know, I guess the big one is like more. Um, uh, creative control and uh, more, dude. I, I honestly, I don't even know. Like specifically, I'll say generally, but specifically, let's see. Generally, probably creative stuff, just because of like sponsored brands video. You do the creative mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. and maybe they'll make more features available from DSP to Amazon. To like, I, I think that's a very good guess. Yeah, I think that's yeah. ex- extremely likely. <laughs> Ultimately, they want to. Demo- I'm sure that like their vision is to democratize it so that like we have full control. That way, they don't have to like have this platform where it's special. You know, that's kind of like Amazon's role, like OPW, other people's work, or something like that. Yeah, um, it's one of their internal uh, like guidelines. I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, like you know, with DSP, like we manage it, and we also like only give it to certain people. But if, if it was available to everybody, you know, like, and it's really interesting how they're doing it. They're not just rolling it out at once. Um, maybe they're doing this intentionally because like of the overwhelm that could happen. They're just doing it slowly so that people can like, I guess, get used to things. Um, but that's what I think, man, uh, in the next six to 12 months. And then more, uh, I'm hoping that along with these features that, for example, I really hope uh, in the next six to 12 months, bulk uh, functionality for sponsored brands video uh, rolls out mm-hmm. and for sponsored display product targeting um, as well as in the API. So I'm hoping that they they write more. I think you can with video. I'm not sure. I haven't looked too much at the API on that. Sounds like it's only reporting, but uh, is it, you know, I know you're in there, Brent. Is it, can you do bid ops with sponsored brands video with API? Oh, it's, all, it's all read only at the moment. It's all read only. Yeah, it's okay. just like pulling data from it, really, really basic stuff. And it's kind of hard for you to imagine how they do it with video, just because video itself is an asset that is like a large, a large file. You know, it's like a large yeah. HD quality. But 
you know, something interesting we had happen recently. Uh, one of our uh, Amazon reps who are, um, you know, to put it, to put it politely, uh, sometimes not as, as useful as you'd wish uh, when it comes to like communication and assistance with client accounts, um, who is actually attached to one of our clients, uh, gave us these like videos that he had generated using some internal Amazon tool. And they're like really simple, oh, wow. kind of like motion graphics slideshow videos. And they're suitable for sponsored brands. And we started running them and they've worked very well. Um, yeah. This particular client didn't really have the wherewithal or energy or money or whatever to make videos. And so this guy was like, Hey, I'll just make you some with this tool we have. And uh, we've, we've been putting more and more requests through to this, to this guy. Um, yeah. We make it. So yeah, about, I think about like six, kind of a while ago, one of our uh, clients did that as well. The video creative beta. I think that's what you're talking about, right? Where they create a 15 minute or 15 second slideshow with kind of some general mu- music and it's just uh, a hero image plus some bullets, and then it just alternates, right? Yeah, something really similar to that. It must, it must be that name. I actually don't know what it's called. I haven't been directly involved with it, but I was talking to someone on the team about it just yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, we've been pretty involved with those. Uh, we've had several phone calls with uh, different clients, and I've been getting, uh, I've been telling my students about it and clients about it, and been getting them on that. And we've been just, it's, yeah, it's a 15 second and then they just optimize it for video. Um, and then that way you can, you know, it incentivizes you to spend ads in that specific ad type. So yeah, I like that program just because, you know, it gives you some insight. Like for example, we've, I've had, I've asked them questions about, Hey, you know, why this length, why this, that, and they talked about how like they tested and 15 seconds was optimal. And mm-hmm. so it's really, it's really nice to get input from them mm-hmm. so that if you do create your own videos, you kind of have you know, some insight into like what Amazon has tested and thinks is best in terms of length and things like that. Yeah. Some really key uh, insights to be, to be gained from that for sure. Cause you know, I think we used to recommend a longer time, but maybe 15 seconds is the right, is the right time there. So yeah, for example, that's a really nice insight, man. Yeah, dude. It's good insight, man. Video, Josh video got him. baby. He's got him. <laughs> All right, do we have time for one more question, Lazar? What's what's our uh, what's our time looking like here? Uh, 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 Thirty-seven minutes. Uh, okay, maybe one more. Let's let's look. Yeah, at a three. short one. Okay, we have two more. <laughs> we have two more on the list. So um, I, I guess we should go with maybe the second last because this one I think is good. You know, um, in, as far as like misunderstandings. Sean, like you see with your students that come in, especially newer ones, what are some of the biggest misgivings they have about Amazon PPC or the way the system works or the right mindset that they bring to the table or don't bring to the table? I'm really curious, these like newbie students, even if they are, you know, $2 million a month sellers, maybe their PPC is not figured out. What kind of misunderstandings, misgivings do they bring with them? Um, ooh, uh, I, I think one of the big common one is um, a big, uh, there's like um, a lot when people do marketing for services or when they like post in groups, they'll post really low a cost numbers. And then uh, some people will be like, Hey, like that's what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but rather than looking at our own business, they're looking at like uh, a screenshot or several screenshots or something like that. And so it kind of like alters how they make decisions rather than just looking at their business's information. So I think that's one of them um, is like comparing yourself to other businesses. 
Um, cause we all do it, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, low A cost is like literally the marketing go-to for anyone who is in a, in a PVC agency or whatever, man. I mean, it's just how people do it. High sales, low A cost. That's right. That's why I own uh, low A cost PPC, amazon.com. No, just kidding. <laughs> Is it, does anybody? Hold on, I'm, I'm about to go to Nate. Shout out, GoDaddy. Get the SEO optimized. Going on, yeah. Too late. I actually did. I actually did go to Namecheap. I'm going to look it up after this. Hold on. <laughs> so I'm just going to check it out. I mean, if I can get it for six, seven bucks, hold on. Hold on. We started right. an arms race, folks. We started but, uh, an arms race. I will look at it after this. I'm sure. Um, so just curious. But uh, <laughs> so um, misunderstandings. I think that um, I guess one misunderstanding is I guess some people think that like advertising can. Um, um, that when you have bad advertising, then like uh, applying good systems will help it. But sometimes it's other variables like competition or maybe your star rating went from five to Mm 4.5. So like, you know, not being like, you know, them as a business owner has to always understand all the variables that affect everything because there's, it's a multivariant, you know, platform, and sure. that's how everything sells. So that's one where like, you know, cause I've, I've told people no about my program just because I didn't think I could help. Or I found out that, you know, a lot of competition came into their market or that they lost a piece of their rating. And they're thinking that like my PVC systems or just really good PVC systems will help them, but it won't because it's a conversion rate issue and conversion rate affects advertising. And it affects traffic as well. Because if you don't convert as well, Amazon sees you as less relevant and they will uh, penalize you on traffic as well. Mm. And so I think that's a big one. Um, what else? I think that's really the biggest misunderstanding. I'm trying yeah, to- That think. second one you hit on is really key. And I think, Lesnar, you and I can, can like really... We, we feel that in our bones. I agree more. Yeah, because like as agency owners, it's like... We can do an amazing job with the processes, systems, and knowledge that we have accumulated on our teams. But if you yeah. lose a patent, for instance, or you have a flood of competitors come in that can just have lower margins because they're closer to the supply chain, like these are things, these are variables that are far outside of our control. And sometimes yep. they're like, um, you know, known unknowns and unknown unknowns. It's like, yeah, this is something that could go wrong, we know about, but there are other things that we might not know about. A great example. Uh, being COVID, right? So that that kind of slammed into everybody earlier this year. And as you said at the top of the call, really positive impact on some businesses, despite the overall general badness of it. Um, and then the other companies really had a hard time and struggled. And that's not something that they could have really foreseen. Yeah, exactly. And I like the unknown unknowns. And you know, their job, I think, as business owners is to like make the unknowns unknown or the unknown unknowns known. You know, that's what you're searching for. In I your love business. it. It's true. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, it's like seeking wisdom or knowledge. Like the, 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 the process isn't that, you know, everything it's that when you find something that you didn't know, then you're like, what else is out there? If I didn't know this for 34 years, cause I'm 34. Well then what else is out there? You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't treat accumulation of knowledge as I'm getting closer I feel like I'm getting further away because if it took me this long to figure it out, then I know there's just so much more. And I think that hunger for like knowledge and, and you know, that stuff really helps Amazon business owners to find, to take those unknown unknowns and make them known. <laughs> this is like deeper metaphysics. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so this has been philosophy <laughs> hour with Sean Smith. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Much appreciate. <laughs>
Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> now we'll, we'll wrap up with a with a painting from Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, I feel I'll, like I I'll feel like those... Zen uh, chime three times, and we can all uh, drift into the into the ether. Yeah, I felt like a philosophy thing would go well with the painting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think that's probably good for for this round. Maybe Sean will have you back on for round two. Uh, what do you think, Lazar? I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I feel like this wasn't enough. But like, Sean, if somebody wants to become your student, how do they reach out to you, and like, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. So you can. Uh, I would say you know ppcamsaccelerator.com. That's my website. Uh, Sean at ppcamsaccelerator.com is another way, and then I'm always on Facebook as well. Sean Smith. A lot of those running around, so find me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe John Smith PPC in the in the Facebook search bar. But I think those three methods are probably the the most frequent that people reach out to me on. Perfect. Well, Sounds definitely, good. we didn't cover like fifty percent what we wanted to ask you, but I'm pretty sure for the first time and like for being like first time, it's it's more than enough. And thank you so much for being our first guest. Oh yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity. And uh, I think it's because I'm so long-winded <laughs> that we only got 50%. I tend to... I don't know, man. You know how it is, man. <laughs> well, Lazar and I have that same exact problem. So uh, yeah, put the three of us together in one podcast and it can easily go for hours. <laughs> 12 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in French, few minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> That's from SpongeBob, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I vibe SpongeBob, not going to lie. <laughs> this day. All right. And with that, let's leave it there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Bye. thank Bye, you guys. so much, everybody. Bye. Bye.